Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back to another episode of the NBA Thread Show. Just two friends chatting hoops with the best community online. I'm Jamar Youngblood, and I'm here with my guest, SBW. Stevie Boy, you ready to chat some hoops? I'm ready, man. I'm ready. I'm a, I'm a little tired today. I'm a little worn out. I'm feeling a little down, if I'm being honest. But this is something that happens to me all the time. So it's not not out of the norm. I am excited uh, to see you and and chat with you about hoops, though. How Same here, my brother. Hopefully, hopefully this week, this episode, um, they can cheer you up a little bit. Uh, how was your back? I know you had some back issues. How is that going? It's still not great, man. So I, I have so many injuries from my actual like football career, and I wait. Also what position just, did you play? So okay, I was quarterback from. I'm gonna go all the way back in time for you. You ready yeah, for this? Go. I was a let's fullback in like okay. elementary school. We're talking Pop like Warner. I wore number 36 because of Jerome Bettis, the my bus. favorite player for a second. I knew it. I knew <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> Literally, like I I had the biggest obsession with Jerome Bettis and the Steelers for about a five year period as a kid. No idea why. I just loved yeah, because I guess because he looked different than all the other running backs, you know, he was just huge, but still so good. So I was 36 yep. and I was not very fast as a kid, but I was big. So I guess I kind of resonated with with him and I I would literally just like get the handoff, go straight up the hole and just and push the pile over. Yep. Like that was I can half see of that. our offense. In Pop Warner was like me just getting the handoff and going straight. There was no jukes involved. <laughs> there was no outside running. It was just power offense, dude. And I would just push the pile for like five to seven yards over and over. <laughs> okay, so that was the beginning, right? And then middle okay. school, I got a little taller, got a little more athletic. I became quarterback. And I had, I was, I had an arm, man, but I was like, I was, Peyton, then Peyton Manning had become my favorite player. Okay. And I resonated with him because I was like tall, still yeah. not fast, but had an arm. And I was like pocket passer. I'm, I was not, so a, you... I was not a modern new age quarterback. Yeah. I was not Lamar Jackson. <laughs> so wait, so were you more like Peyton Manning where he was very like technical? and precise or were you like joe flacco where he's just i have a gun and i'm just gonna sling mm. it balls. you know something in the middle because okay. i'm i am unfortunately a bit of a slow processor which is not okay. good for quarterback <laughs> my decision making was i had an arm but i wasn't like the quickest upstairs either god i'm making okay. myself sound terrible right <laughs> nah, now it's all good this um, the vulnerability that the people like about yeah. us bro legitimately I held, I went to Barbara Bush Middle School in San Antonio. Oh, man. And I held the passing records, quarterback records for passing yards and touchdowns for like probably eight years. Wow. Yeah. And then I eventually Shout got to Barbara Bush. Because, Shout to you know, all the alumni that came from there. Yeah. Just... Humans evolve. We're getting more athletic and better over time. So I, I, I'm probably not on the record board at all anymore, which is fine. <laughs> 
I've you had your moment, bro. I've and I'm sure it was a great it. moment. Then in high school, I was quarterback freshman year, and then we got a new like coach and and staff and all that, and I got moved to tight end, and I started getting a little faster and like more athletic, and I loved like tight end. I mean, quarterback's fun, but it's you know obviously like so much pressure and cerebral like the hardest position in team sports probably yeah yeah tight end i started working on everything that comes with with that in terms of receiving and blocking and and that's what i eventually played in college too for a little bit before i got hurt we don't have time to do the whole injury story people want to hear that so maybe we'll do it another day yeah we can save it for another day but that was Um, good that i learned something new about you just now so i'm sure everyone else in the community is going to learn something as well so thanks for sharing that my brother yeah dude one of the reasons i'm tired is from the all the notifications on my banana post did you go back and see do you know what i'm talking about Bro, I missed that, man. You missed it? I missed it? that. I just seen people talking about 100 bananas, and I want to hear you tell <laughs> so, a story. Just go scroll back a few days. I I made a mistake, I guess, because I'm a tired dad, but I was ordering groceries. I was doing the like Whole Foods delivery or whatever, which mm-hmm. like sometimes we do, and we're just like swamped with, with stuff. Yeah. And... I I guess I added like a zero or something to the like bananas. And you so instead of getting like bananas. 10, I think I ordered 100 bananas. <laughs> so I'm st- <laughs> yeah. So I'm staying up late to like receive these. You know, my wife already went to bed. It's like 10 p.m. Oh, they finally man. deliver the groceries. I open the door. I bring them in. I'm like, yeah, I'm feeling good about myself. Like I got this thing done for us for the week. And I'm unloading them and I'm like, oh, I pick up this one bag and I'm like, holy shit, this is heavy. Like, what is in here? And I open it and it's just endless amounts of bananas. And I'm like, wow, what happens? I just start laughing like the hardest I've laughed in a long time. And I'm just literally, it's like a cartoon. I'm just pulling bunch after bunch. That's hilarious. And then I I line up like half of them on the counter and take a photo and just put it on threads. Oh, like, I need to go I'm check that the, out. Yeah, as I'm in the midst of this, and I'm just like, it was the laugh I needed, though. Wait, hold you know, on, like, hold on. So when life gives you bananas, what do you do? Well, today <laughs> the plan is I'm gonna use I'm gonna probably open about half of them and freeze them because I like smoothies. Okay. I have a smoothie yeah. almost every day. That makes so sense. I'll be able to <laughs> I'll be make able smoothies. To my, okay. Yeah, smoothie <laughs> prep done, which is exciting. Okay. But, you would be surprised, man. I got literally hundreds of replies. I, I two days ago I started getting quote threaded from people in other languages on yeah, this bro, post. That's how it goes. And now yeah. I'm just like, what the fuck are people saying yeah. about me and these yeah. bananas? <laughs> I'm just getting made fun of. People keep calling me the math problem guy from elementary school. <laughs> what is that all about? Do you is this an inside joke? Uh now ordering a hundred bananas is is pretty peculiar, bro. So, and it's not and it's not. So listen, it's not that much content as we think on thread. So if someone comes across that post, they're gonna have some fun with that, man. That's just how it goes on there. I probably, 
I'm not kidding. There were probably over a hundred comments all just saying like, you can make banana bread. I'm like, yeah. thanks <laughs> for the, the <laughs> like, thanks for the advice. Did you not see the your peers before letting me know that? And then, and then, and then there was like another hundred people who, I kid you not, are acting like over these like six to seven bunches of bananas that I got in surplus if i don't immediately run them to a food bank or an el elementary school that like five thousand kids are gonna die of hunger yeah, yeah. <laughs> like oh yeah. my god please spare me the the moral grandstanding here like the amount of waste that occurs in this country just from restaurants alone like every day i think i think i think society is going to be okay with my grocery grocery oopsie you know <laughs> bananas in basketball we should change the name of this podcast to bananas in basketball so anywho my brain like i've gotten so many notifications from this banana post that i've probably missed i've been missing like half of my actual normal you know like replies and conversations Experience, with people yeah. So yeah. apologies, everyone, if I've uh, ghosted you. I just can't see through all the banana talk, truly. That's I might what happens have to delete you, the post if it doesn't calm down. That's what happens when you go viral on threads, man. You lose a couple of days. It what I mean, maybe that's how celebrities actually feel or like just people yeah. with huge accounts. I'm like, wow. So yep. they every post they're getting hundreds and hundreds of comments so like I, I would stop replying to people too it's exhausting yep, 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 yep. anywho yep. yeah let's we should move on yeah yeah <laughs> okay that was All a right, great story though let's do the rundown real quick so we've got uh jamar and i will do our top storylines today in segment one then we're gonna go to i thought it'd be fun if we chatted um do you remember this maybe about a month ago? There was a lot of drama surrounding. Oh, shoot. I can't remember who said it, but talking about the face of the league when LeBron like retires mm -hmm. and there was kind of this controversy of like, who will that be? Mm -hmm. Okay. So let's do that okay. next. And then for segments for the second half of the show, we are bringing in true Fernie who My is guy. big Dallas Mavericks guy. So we're going to do all things. Luka Doncic, the Mavs, Derek Lively, all kinds of good stuff. And then we'll finish up, per usual, with some rapid-fire community questions. Let's go. So, top storyline today. You go first. What you got, Jamar? I have the obvious storyline of the day, and that is Doc Rivers in the Bucks. Yes. So, that's the obvious storyline of the day. It just became official. And, hey, man, I think... When the Bucks got Dame, they expected Dame to be this office of juggernaut that he's been with the Blazers. And I personally feel that that has been held back a little bit because of the coaching style of the former coach. But I think that is what probably brought a lot of frustrations. And you heard that Giannis was um at had a little beef with the coach as well. So I can see um, a world where both of the superstars are just like, nah, we, we don't have as much freedom as we want. So we need to go to the owner, the GM, and try to make a change. So 
it seems weird to everybody else, but it doesn't seem too weird for me only because of how Dame has been playing this year. It looks like he's being restricted and Dame is like, he reminds me of Steve Nash a little bit where they didn't have the best defensive skills, but their offense was their defense. And if Dame isn't as free as he was in um, Portland, I can see how that is causing some frustrations from him for him. So that's my top storyline of the week. The Bucks are currently 30 and 13. So just kind of saying it out loud for Adrian Griffin. I mean, it, it, it is wild, though, for a coach to be 30 and 13 right up there at the top of the West or top of the East, basically, and to get fired. That's a tough pill to but swallow. But you have to look at the wins. But you have to look at the wins, though, and how they were winning those games. A lot of those games were way too close for comfort. Yeah. So you could argue that, yeah, they, they are second in the East, and they are doing amazing. Or you can make the argument that we should be first in the East, and we should be blowing these teams out. So I think they are off of a championship a couple of years ago. I think they look at themselves as champions. So if they're second, and they think they should be first, and they think that they shouldn't be um, compete with the teams that they're competing with, I can see why they believe they need to make some major changes. Yeah, I mean, if they think that, like, look, if if you think your team has a ceiling because of the coach, and if you're internally like, this isn't good enough, even though it's very good <laughs> mm-hmm. compared to the rest of the league, then I guess yep. you have to make a change. But it's just wild. Like somebody pointed out, I can't remember who it was. I apologize for not giving you credit on threads, just like how savage something like that is the word, you know, like how hard mm-hmm. it is to be a coach in the NBA at times. Yeah. You can win a championship, Frank Vogel style a year and a half later, you're gone. You yep. can win a championship just like the former Bucks guy before mm-hmm. Griffin and a year and a half later or whatever, you're gone. It's a tough business. Yep. And well, it's a player's league. So you notice that if the players don't want you as a the coach, they can go directly to the GM, to the owner and say, we're not vibing with this guy. And by the way, I heard that the Bucks are now paying three head coaches at the same time. Are they really? Which is pretty funny. I think so. Oh I, think they, I think they've had three head coaches right now at the same time. You know, which I is think the Lakers hilarious. did that too a few years ago at one point because <laughs> of the Luke Walton disaster. Oh, yeah, uh, I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit, though, about Doc for a second. What are your thoughts mm-hmm. on him being the guy? Because it was, first of all, the news yesterday was ridiculous. It was like, current coach out. They're talking with Doc Rivers. No, wait, they haven't talked. They want to talk. Yeah. Then CNN, of all sources, <laughs> like just goes right out right before Doc gets on live TV on ESPN to call a game. <laughs> and it's like, Doc Rivers is the new head coach. Woj and Shams are like sitting in somewhere in a corner just bawling their eyes out that they didn't (laughs) get to drop the news first and are probably like this is not true like who who from cnn is trying to steal our thunder then we all go to sleep confused then we wake up today and now he has been um woge dropped it five minutes before we started talking so yeah 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 yeah. it is official you're right what do you think about the hire just in terms of doc because i have i have a few interesting (laughs) tidbits yeah I'll go, I'll go and I'll be brief. 
In, in comparison to the coaches that are available, I think Doc is an amazing coach as far as X's and O's. I did think that Doc needed to humble himself a little bit because I felt like he is someone that need to realize that this is not the league that he played in. So like the Pat Rally style of coaching may be done with and he need to adjust to this new style of coaching because he've had he's had superstars. He had T Mac, he had Grant Hill, then he went on to Boston, had those superstars, then he had the Clippers, and now he's with oh, then he had the um a Joel and James in Philly. And now he's with a Milwaukee. So I hope he, he humbled himself a little bit. And I hope he take the approach of like a Ty Lue approach where I need to adjust to the personalities and the players as opposed to I'm Doc Rivers and uh, this is my way and uh, this is how I'm going to do things. Ah. If he stops that and he just develops a great relationship with the players, I think he's going to have success in Milwaukee. That's not a bad. You like that impersonation? Yeah, that's not it. a bad impression. That was the there. first time. That was the first time. That was the first time I ever tried that, guys. <laughs> what do you think, though? What do you think not about that? I mean, to do Doc? a good Doc Rivers, you basically just have to act like you swallowed a frog. Um, okay, here. So I saw somebody post this, and I had to go fact check it just to be like, is this real? But mm-hmm. his playoff record in history is wild he's yeah he's 16 and 33 in playoff series when his teams are up when his teams have three wins so like looking for a closeout game right that is awful i mean that's a 32 percent success rate the final stat on doc in the playoffs that kind of blew my mind i knew that this was out there somewhere but He's been up 3-1 on teams three different times, and those teams have come back to win four games in a row, or to win three games in a row. It does make you question a little bit the decision, but I'm with you overall. I don't think his playoff stats tell maybe the full story. He's obviously a good coach and when you listen to him as annoying as his voice is he's he's very smart he knows the game i think he's also got a bit of that player's coach vibe that you've mentioned before with people it is funny though i haven't seen a whole lot of Giannis criticism for getting his winning coach axed midway through the season where you know if darvin ham had gotten fired lebron would be getting so much hate (laughs) for for being the quote-unquote GM. Anywho, let's keep moving here. Scary Terry, Terry Rozier, traded to the Miami Heat. They ship out Kyle Lowry, who's old and averaging under 10 points a game. Let's see, it's pretty rough. He's He's averaging eight points this season. So they go from that to Terry Rozier, who's having an amazing season, averaging yep. 23 points. Yep. Yeah, this is a huge get for Miami. Look, they tried to get Dame in the summer. Didn't work out. I think they've tried to get Donovan Mitchell. That didn't work out. Look, they've, they've been trying to get a big-name guard for a few years to put alongside Tyler Hero. I'll be honest. I think that this... Well, 
Terry's not as big a name, of course, or as good as Dame. I like this better for them solely because they keep Tyler Hero. And as much as they wanted to get rid of him, he's leading the team in points this season. He just doesn't play a lot. That's the only thing about Tyler, Tyler Hero. Oh, injuries? He's injured a lot. I mean, lot. he's averaging yeah. 22 points a game this year, though. Oh, a bit less than I real. I mean, he's played 25 games. Jimmy Butler's only played 28, though. Yeah. So I guess they both have had the injury bug a little bit. I guess the point stands. That's enough games to know that like he can average, let's just say, over 20 points a game. It's hard to find people who can do that. So putting now having two guys in your backcourt who can do that versus just one is is huge, I think, for them. I think it really does. You know, I'm I'm not ready to say that they're the best in the East yet, but I think they're right up there with the other three teams. Terry is tough. He proved he's proven that in Boston. He's proven that by still going to Charlotte and being a professional, getting his money, being a professional, still performing. Um and I think in Miami, with the coaching staff they have, with the culture they have, I think he's gonna be even better. I look at Terry Rogier as like a little Slightly version, slightly better version than um, Dion Waiters, and Dion Waiters had a had hmm. a little success in Miami as well. So, I think he's going to do well. I like his style of play. I like his fit with that Miami Heat team, and I like his mentality. So, I think anytime you add a player like that with someone like Jimmy Butler, uh, they do well. So, I'm excited to see what Miami is going to do now. I think I saw, someone correct me if I'm wrong too, but I'm pretty sure I saw that Dwayne Wade was like his favorite player growing up. Ooh, which Terry? Is just, yeah, which is cool. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, makes so sense. I'm kind of excited for that. I'm excited for him to be on a team that can compete too. You know, I mean, he was yep. just kind of wasting away in Charlotte, unfortunately, yep. right now. So good for them. Let's Let's move on. I wanted to chat about something that got people a little a little hot, a little toasty <laughs> about a month ago. And that was this idea that when LeBron is gone in, I don't know, like eight, nine years when he finally retires. I think it's five. He's going to be gone in five. I don't think my joke landed that, that hard. Um, <laughs> it's okay. Wait, do you actually think he's, he's going to go for five more years? Yeah, I think he's going to go for five more years because I think oh he's... God. I think he's about to transition into like a Carmelo type of role where I'm going to pick, I'm going to crash, I'm going to roll, and I'm going to do the basics. I think now mm -hmm. he's still trying to be a baller. He's still trying to make the highlights, and he's still trying to be like the alpha. I think in the next three to probably the next two years, he's going to transition to that Carmelo and play at least like two years under that style where he's not the ball-dominant player. I can see that I mean, I think it. I think it really is like this final phase of his career. I really do think is dependent, not this year, of course, but like next year is dependent upon Bronny and if he decides to go pro or not. Like he should probably spend one more year at USC developing. I mean, he would just be a, a lot better if he worked on his game a little bit more before going into the pros. But if he if he does leave. As soon as he's able to, the odds of the Lakers being able to draft him are not great. I think a lot of teams are going to want Bronny for the name, even if he wasn't good. I do think he'll be good at some point. I don't know yep. if he'll be like 
a star in the league or great yet. It's kind mm-hmm. of to be determined. But I, th- I mean, LeBron's been saying this for years. He wants to play with his son. And I think the minute Bronny's in the league, he's going to go wherever he is. And yep. in that scenario, I do think that he will kind of do what you're talking about. Like he, he could basically, if he wanted to, he could kind of just be like Draymond Green for like yep. two to three years. He yep. could just play like small ball center and just yep. kind of be like like point guard from the center position. Yep. And you know, he's he's so he's still so big and strong. Like he could use his strength and size and and weight to his advantage because there's so many centers in the league right now who are just like yep. bean poles. He invests so much money into his body. I don't see him retiring early when he still think when he still thinks he can play. But okay. When he's gone. Face of the league. Yeah. Yep. Who is it to you? Because here's my thing. People were kind of up in arms saying that it's super disrespectful to suggest that there like is no face of the league when when LeBron retires. And I just kind of didn't want to have an immediate reaction. I was like, let me just sit on this yeah. for a day or two and actually think about what people are saying and what this looks like. As of right now, I agree. And the reason is because I think we're we we are really entering like a whole new era for the NBA. Exactly. Where Bingo. And I say this not because there's not people worthy of being the face of the league. It's actually a good problem. We have too many guys who are worthy of being face of the league. And whoever you ask this question to, if you just ask 10 random people from the NBA Threads community, you're probably getting a different answer from all, from all 10. You could argue it's Giannis. You could argue it's Nikola Jokic. You could argue it's Joel Embiid. You could maybe argue Kevin Durant's fighting for it still a little bit. Yeah. In the next so, few years, you could maybe argue Luca, yep. Steph. Yep. <laughs> we're we're so leaving out Steph. Is, and then you got all these young guys. Like yeah. two years from now, is it Wimby? Is it Anthony yep. Edwards? Like there's literally, is it Jason Tatum? There's a list of, at minimum, probably eight to 10 guys who yeah. you could have a legitimate argument argument for them being or or competing for being the face of the league that's a good problem to have and i also just think it means that look for a long time in the nba for the last several decades there has kind of been like max one to three people who were you like that's the face of the league for like five to ten years we're talking Jordan, Magic and Bird before before him, maybe Kobe and Shaq after Jordan, and then LeBron. Yeah, the thing about that is like I think the fans could choose who the face of the league is, and I think the NBA front or the NBA execs can choose who the face of the NBA is based on who they put in the market in, which games they put on national TV. And that's interesting because that's a whole different kind of question. Exactly. Exactly. So in theory, I get you that there is, quote unquote, no fans of the league from or uh, there is no face of the league from the from the fan standpoint, because historically that has been one guy. It's been Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. Kobe, Shaq, um, LeBron. I just think now we're in a different era, like you said. But I also think that I have a feeling that it's going to be Wimby. I think. Really? Okay. Seven, yeah, I think seven four. 
he like he's he's biracial he's uh he's from um he's from overseas so i think that yeah exactly so i think they are (laughs) i think i think you know what i just did (laughs) what is that from fraud what is that from (laughs) so there is this french woman who is competing for like in a beauty pageant like miss universe or miss world or i don't know Mm -hmm. what the fuck they call those things but (laughs) they like when she would introduce herself she would yell france just like that it was (laughs) insane and then the snl did a skit roasting her too with aubrey plaza just yelling france like over Anyways. Yeah, well, the kid from Wendy's France right. will be the face of the year, I think, or, or the face of the NBA, I think. I think. Yeah, it's hard I think to it's just that. easy. Six, again, seven four, he can play. Like, this dude shoots one footed three, like one foot three pointers. I never yeah. seen that. I know he, he does it consistently. Maybe Larry Bird used to do stuff. Dirk used to do stuff like that. But this dude does it consistently. I think his skill set and his height, he's biracial, he's from France. And. I just think, I don't know. I think he's going to be the face of the league. Yeah, I mean that's a so, good that's a good pick. That's that. If you if if you're a betting man, that yeah, <laughs> hard to argue with that with that that's pick. That. The reason I say that again is because I think the league is in such a different place, and it's a good place overall, especially having so many guys for not from America who are as good as they are, has just been incredible incredible for the game globally. So it's a good problem to have. We'll see. Maybe it's Wimby. Who knows? There's a lot of guys who are fighting for that title. All right. We are going to bring True on. <laughs> What's up, dude? What's up, yo? Boy. Nice What's to up, meet brother? you. Officially. Likewise. Yeah. Are you ready to talk, Dallas Mass? I'm, I'm ready to talk. <laughs> okay. Yes, so we've got a bunch of questions from the community that we mm-hmm. can kind of jump to through this. But maybe okay. before even doing that, just uh, give a, give us your overall, you know, let's check the temperature of the team from a super fan. What are you thinking? <laughs> what are you feeling? A super fan. I think right now we are lukewarm and the, the Mavs definitely need to add defensive elements ASAP um, because I was looking up the stats uh, last night, and it, I think it's rather unacceptable that our best defensive rebounder is Luca. <laughs> so it's 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 very it's a little embarrassing that that our both our top scorer is is also our best rebounder. So yeah, I, I think right now the the Mavs have a great team. I think it's lacking a little bit in depth, but I think we're in the right direction at least. But championship team, I think we're not there yet. Who are some ideal maybe? Several of the questions we got were just like, what should the Mavs do um, here at the trade deadline? What are a few names, or who are a few names that you would like to see them either actually get or go after? My top choice is, uh, and this was, I wasn't on board with it until I kind of, you know, saw the stats. I think numbers don't lie. And I think Kyle Kuzma is probably my top candidate to pick up. Uh, he's been doing great lately. Um, I think he also be a great uh, uh, defensive element. As far as rebounding, rebounding just kills it. And, and I think I have like a hyper focus on defensive rebounding when it comes to the Mavs. Um, and then I've seen people throw out, regardless of the whole 
drama surrounding this uh, athlete, but Miles Bridges, I think that also be a good element to have on our team. But honestly, anybody who can rebound better <laughs> than Dwight Powell, I'm all for it. I like I like Kuzma. Um, I've mm-hmm. always liked him more than I feel. I'm, uh, he was real hit or miss for Lakers fans, but you know he did a lot of growing up in his time here, and it's also hard to at times be the third or fourth wheel on a LeBron AD team. He he's a really good player, and I feel bad for him just kind of wasting away with the Wizards at the moment. I think yeah. that that I I agree. I think that that would be a nice pickup. Um, what do hey, you Freddy, think, Jamar? Let me ask you, who who are you willing to give away for Kuzma? Are you giving up Tim Hardaway Jr. for Kuzma? So that's that's an interesting thing because um, as far as value and stuff that we got to offer, I think Timmy is definitely up there. I think he's uh he's definitely locked in. Recently, he's uh, been a, he was a little inconsistent last season, but this season I feel he's his shooting is amazing. So I think he'd be a fair trade. Um, for Kuzma, um, and I honestly be willing to let go of some of our depth with uh, Marquis. I didn't realize it. I looked it up. It might it could have changed within the last thirty six hours, but mm-hmm. he was the current like Vegas betting favorite for six men of the year. Yeah, yeah. I yep. mean, it's it's yep. tough to it's tough to move that kind of guy. You know, maybe your ceiling gets a little higher with Kuzma, but I think you would. I mean, I think y'all would have to find a way to keep him. Otherwise, you're kind of just taking one step, two steps forward, one steps, one step back a little bit, potentially. So the the thing with the Mavs is that offensively, we have a pretty stacked team. The the, the issues kind of is a little at an imbalance defensively that I think we could definitely get get, you know, trade one of our offensive elements, one of our top offensive elements. Um, and whether that be Timmy, uh, whether that be a combination of of Jaden Hardy, Seth Curry, I, I love the guy, but it, he's also been a little inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that would really at least balance out the inconsistencies with the Mavs currently. So the first question we got, which this has kind of come up, or you know, off and on over the last few years, really with Luca, but do mm-hmm. you think his style of play is conducive to winning a champ? A championship what do you think you've probably watched more more games than jamar and i have i think it is conducive of a championship um i i first i i think it was um you who had uh you steven had said that uh you wanted to trade uh deal for Kyrie, and i said no Kyrie is is you know i think he's meshed well with the team but at the same time uh, i people who are a little unsure about the Luca and Kai um combination they they're not wrong i think both teams work better uh when they have the ball rather than working off the ball but i feel luca still has to mature into that role of not just being the the only scorer he he's i mean he's he's been consistently hitting uh triple doubles and you know you don't get to consistently hit triple doubles without getting your team involved yeah um, so i think he's slowly but surely growing into that sort of a, a leader that that involves the team a lot more um last time last game with against the celtics even though he had a pretty bad game i mean he's still he's still up in and i think he got 30 plus points um but he you could definitely see him kind of shying away from including uh 
Kyrie a little bit more and, and working towards that. So if he definitely works on not just his defensive uh, ability, because, you know, he's not the best, even though he's our best defensive rebounder. God, I love contradicting myself, but I still think he 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 he's going to develop into that role right now. I mean, he's still young. He still has a lot to learn. And, and I think Kyrie having him as, as sort of a veteran in the team is, is going to help him a lot. When people say, when they complain about Luka's style of play, I'm so confused at times because, especially when they ask the question of like, can he win a championship? This guy won a EuroLeague championship at 19 years old, and he mm -hmm. was the man on the team. I personally think sometimes you need the coach to align with the player the same way Larry Brown did with Allen Iverson in 2000 when he said, Allen Iverson, you're going to score the ball and everybody else is going to do their job. I think we're in a new age of the, of, um, the NBA where everyone wants to be an offensive scorer or something. No one wants to just say, I'm on his team to dive on the ball, to get scored um, or to like get stills or to rebound. If you get a bunch of guys around Luca like that, I think Luca has way more success because again, Luca can score, Luca can dish. Everybody else just do the all the uh, just do the um other small things, and it's rare that you see that in today's NBA. But if you find the guys and you put them around Luca like that, I think Luca will have so much success. And he, he he's proven it these last few years. He had success yep. in the playoff a little bit. He had the Clippers number uh, there yep. for a few years. <laughs> Yep. And it was really him by himself. He didn't have like that much help. So I mean he can definitely do it, man. If we're being real, you know, nitpicky, like semantically or whatever, the answer is we don't know, right? He mm -hmm. had, we don't know. He hasn't done it yet. He hasn't been to a, a finals. We we will get the answer when he retires. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I oh, he's one of my favorite pl players. I love watching him. I think he's one of the he is one of the few guys who at times re reminds me of Le LeBron just in terms of kind of being a Swiss Army knife who can do it all. He's definitely a much like less athletic version of him and not near the defender LeBron was um, when LeBron was in his athletic prime and could literally lock down anyone for if he needed to. But yeah. look, he's great. He he's really, really, really fucking good. And I think they just haven't quite. I've been saying this for years. Like I don't know if they've figured out or or found his Robin. You know, he's mm -hmm. he's Batman. I don't know if Kyrie is like the it. perfect Robin. Kyrie is a incredible player. He's a good Robin for a lot of people. We've seen him be a Robin for LeBron, and they want a title together. So I feel like. They could probably do it in Dallas as well. It might just be figuring out sort of the pieces around them and, you know, like getting rid of a guy like Dorian Finney-Smith, who Jesus. was your best defender, yep. has hurt y'all. It's really, really hurt. And and you've got to find a way to replace um, some production with, with guys like that. So... I don't. I don't have the answer. I don't know that anyone does yet. It, it, no. Mark Cuban clearly doesn't. We'll see if he can figure Yo, it Steven, out. I'm sorry yeah. to cut you off, but Go. I'm a big Kyrie fan. Yeah. I love Kyrie. The Robin talk. I I understand he's Robin, but when you're game seven, you're taking a game winning three pointer on an MVP. I think you just need to add a little more respect on Mr. Kyrie's name. 
I just don't, I think he's more of a, he's like Batman 2 and not more Robin. I, I don't see him as Robin. <laughs> okay. he's, I don't see what him as did Robin. He, what did, okay, we don't have to do I a think, whole thing on this, but what did he do I'm before saying, LeBron came back? Nothing. I'm just, I'm just no, every year in Cleveland, it was getting better and better, by the way. But I'm just saying, I, I just had to say something, but we can continue. I'm not saying, I'm not saying he's not good. He's great. He's, yeah. he's fantastic. But yeah, he's a 1B. He's a, he's a, he's, okay, you know what he is? Y'all see Tell the me. Lego, the Lego Batman movie? He's, 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 le- he's Lego Batman. He's, he's smaller. <laughs> That's better than Robin. Yeah, sure. He's that. Lego Batman. There you go. I'll take that. that. Do you feel better He's about that? Yeah. It's, it's funny that we're talking about Batman, and I just started playing Batman Arkham Knight, which is an amazing game. Um, he's uh, he, he, There's there's a, a successor for Batman in that game called – what's his name? He's in the comics. He has like this – like he has this red cross across his chest. He's, he looks like uh, the, the main character from Assassin's Creed, but he's basically Batman. But a little weirder and a little <laughs> more grittier, if that's you know, yeah, that's possible. Kyrie. So I'll yeah, I think, I think yeah, I think that would that be that'd be Kyrie. Yeah, I'll take I think that. his name is Azalea, Azalea or something like that. I don't know. My comic nerds was, are gonna know. Is Batman, uh, is Batman a flat earther? Do we know? <laughs> I don't not, know. We're not sure. Okay, let's move on. I'm not, um, I'm not, this is a on. basketball podcast. We're not here to talk about people's personal personal opinions. <laughs> Yes, we are. Also, you're the one who got you're the one who got offended over uh, Robin talk. Okay, Derek Lively, hype train. We got a few questions on him. I paid it a little bit of attention. Look, I'm my overall take on him would just be he's contributed way more, way sooner than I thought. Um, he he was a pretty raw talent coming out, and it you know he could he could have gone higher in the draft, but people were just kind of like. Uh, they they use the word pro- I don't love using the word project like when talking about players, but that was like what a lot of people just in terms of on draft night were saying. But he's been fantastic almost from the get go. The Lakers and Mavs played the other night, and he had like the literally like the first eight or ten points of the game. Do you remember this? It was just like. Yeah. The Mavs were up like eight to two, and it was like, "Oh, the Lakers are playing Derek Lively uh, Jr. tonight." That's interesting. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. what are your thoughts on him? Um, I love Derek Lively. I think he's a, he's a great pickup. I think he's what the Mavs need. And, and you know, um, you were saying that that Luca's play style. Uh, you know, you were asking if it's conducive for a championship. And I think um, to that point, adding elements like Derek Lively that at least pick up where Luca can't really hold his weight uh, defensively, rebounding, uh, wherever that may be. Um, I think Derek Lively really filled that spot. Um, the Mavs are in, in need of, of bigs. They just need th- those centers. They need that uh, defensive element. And I think Derek Lively is, is for me, impressively filling that role very soon he's a rookie he doesn't play like a rookie like to me he seems like he's been in the league for four or five years and it's just impressive it, it's he's been he's been a big surprise and i'm i'm surprised he hasn't been getting a lot of attention um in rookie talk and, and you know rookie of the year talk I, I think he he deserves at least some recognition in that sense he's averaging nine points and eight rebounds in 24 minutes mm-hmm. so 
what does that look like when you give him 34 minutes? Yeah. I mean, like, what does that's it look a walking like? double double. Yeah. Exactly. You know, so yeah. I agree with you. I think Lively is um is amazing. I think his effort is great. He's athletic. He fits in with the team. It's just the playoff time. They're gonna like like just I don't know, playoff time, he's not a rookie anymore. He's gonna be expecting, yeah. you know, so you're gonna expect him to just do more. And then I'm surprised. Like, how is Luca? I'm I'm still not over this. Luca is the leading defensive rebounder on that team. Yep. Yep. Like, wait. So, what is everyone doing? Just, uh, like, does everyone just run when the ball is shot and they just expect Luca to get it? That has that, to be that, it. How is he? That just... has to be it. Yep. He he he's always. I mean, it's it's for the most part. When I was really paying attention to that stat um, during last game uh, against the Celtics. A lot of the balls do do just fall for him, matter of luck or matter of him just having more minutes. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it's 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 really bad <laughs> that Luca is our our defensive rebounder leader, um, and and something has to change in that in that department. It's just it's a little surprising when I saw that stat. I think to wrap up the the lively talk, he's exactly what y'all thought Javel McGee was going to be for you. And mm-hmm. I think Javelle is maybe just unfortunately, you know, past his prime and wasn't able to give, give you guys what, what y'all needed in terms of athleticism uh, around the rim. But yeah, yep. Lively's been great. He's a lob threat. Yep. He's rebounding and he's been consistent. So it's great. I, we, we've got to get to the final segment here. I know everybody's on a, a, time crunch in a schedule, but I have one more very math specific question that I see on threads all the time. And I just don't know what it means. M F F L. What is that? Is it just Mavs fan for life? Tell me it's not that simple. It, it's, it's really that simple. Okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> it's, okay that's it's, fine. it's fun. It's really funny because um, it, it's, 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 I think in my opinion, it's a little bit of a, like a European, a uh, sports fan sort of trend that got started with the Mavs because, you know, I watch a lot of uh, Premier League English soccer and uh, I support Chelsea and also a lot of fans identify themselves by using the, the acronym KTBFFH. And I'm like, okay, I, I think it is like, I, I, it's sort of like a European sort of thing, I believe. Um, but yeah, it just means that Mavs fans for life. Nice. Hey, Steve, let me get a question in before we get to the rapid fire questions. Yeah. What's up? And this could be for both of you. Uh, Fernie, what's your favorite signature shoe? I know you're a sneakerhead. You're part of the yeah. sneakerhead community. Um, I love watching your videos on um, uh, the videos you. you share on threads and your Instagram page. What's your favorite signature sneaker from an NBA player? Currently? Um, of all time. Of all time. Of all time? Yeah. It's got to be. The Jordan Seven, okay. um, Jordan Sevens are just—I don't know, man—they're iconic in my opinion. Uh, part of the first three-peat uh, championship run for MJ, um, and I just love how they look. They're just a, a beautiful shoe. <laughs> nice, nice. They're very comfortable too. You can definitely hoop in those still a little bit. I wouldn't recommend it though. Got you. What's your choice, Stevie boy? Oh God, I. So I love shoes, but I am I I cannot call myself a sneakerhead. I like you say Jordan Seven. I don't know what the fuck that looks like. I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, I know what Jordan shoes kind of in general look like, but I I cannot claim to be a sneakerhead. 
Um, what's your favorite? Your favorite, like your favorite basketball shoe of all time? Ever since oh you was a kid. God. Ever since I was well, a pick kid. One. Okay, <laughs> yeah. actually, I have my answer. Y'all ready? What is it? From middle school, it was the Allen Iverson like zip ups, like the sweaters, okay, the the sweater cardigan zip up looking goofy ass shoe. Yeah. yeah, everyone had those in like sixth, seventh grade, and if you yeah. didn't, you literally were not cool. I remember like <laughs> trying to find. The ones I got were uh, kind of like a gray with like the red, like yep. toe dip or whatever. Yep. Yep. Mm, yeah, those were really sick. Nice. I'm gonna go with that. I personally, I... <laughs> yeah, they, those, those are cool. I just real quick, I love the um, oh, the Aqua Eights, Franny. I love the, uh, oh, the colorway, yeah. the straps. You know, like mm -hmm. that season was a cool season. Like you said, yeah. like that was the um, they Aquaman? won the second. What? The what? Oh no, they're Aqua Eights, Jordan Aqua Eights. That's what they're Jordans. called. Jordans. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So like they won those on the second, um, on the first three peat when they when when they played Phoenix, right? He wore those. Uh, I believe so. Yeah, that yep. the Eights were uh, the the shoe he capped off the first yep. three peat with. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah. All right, see, so we get to the rapid fire questions, man. I just wanted to get that out the way. No, because I know he's a sneaker. I, I love it. I love. I it. love it. <laughs> um, we're just gonna do a couple of these because we're. We're mm -hmm. running out of time today, and that's okay. I will say, wait, hold on. One final shoe thought. Yeah, I did ahead. buy yeah. the newest LeBrons, the tw I guess twenty ones, right for this yeah. year. Those are pretty. Like, looks wise, they're they're fine. I guess they're like kind of super modern. But in terms of just like comfort and like performance as like a workout or basketball shoe, those are pretty damn great. Like, yeah, the the Air, the Air Max bubble feel in the midfoot i definitely it's probably added like two inches to my <laughs> to my vertical which was i don't know yeah. give, or, give or take a foot i'm definitely over a foot when i wear those <laughs> yeah yeah i think i think they use air zoom in those um yeah they, right. they they're really comfortable and the, the padding is amazing you have I those too. about shoes all day <laughs> All right, let's do this. Let's do a couple questions and then wrap this puppy up. We already kind of hit on this a little bit, but from Lee Madge, we got a question outside of Wimby and Holmgren. Which rookies have you guys been the most impressed with or surprised by? And uh, conversely, maybe are there have there any been high draft pick rookies that are underperforming this season? So let's just do a little uh, kind of rookie of the year watched chat Derek Lively I got Derek Lively for my boy mm -hmm. right here and I'm gonna say Scooter Scooter has been underperforming you know like that second pick is like ah I think people wanted more especially with Dame leaving it's like I think people wanted to see more so those are my two right yeah. there those are gonna be my picks too um <laughs> uh but who is uh who's the rookie for uh Charlotte Forget his Miller. name. Brand Miller. Brandon Miller. Miller. Brandon, Brandon Miller. Miller. He's also, I haven't seen a lot uh, from him lately. I know he's, you know, he's been okay. Fire. Yeah. Yep. Well, like these past few games, he's been scoring like 27. He had a 26 point yeah. game, 25 point game. So he's been balling a little bit. Yeah. And Paul George is his favorite player, and his rookie year stats are way better than Paul George's rookie year stats. So that's interesting really? as well. Yeah. Way better. Oh, wow. Way better. Wow. Like it's interesting. Nice. I mean, I got to go with uh, Triple J for the Miami Heat. He's definitely been. Oh, look, like, yeah, he's nice. if, let's just be honest. If 
if Wimby and Chet were not rookies, like that, that's the rookie of the year easily. Mm -hmm. He's worked his way yep. almost into the starting lineup. I mean, he, I think he's currently coming off the bench for them, but he's good enough to be a starter already. Um, yep, yep. out of UCLA, I think, I think what, what's interesting about him, and I really just, you know, again, they played the Lakers recently and he just cooked us. Like there were a few moves. Yeah. Like there was one time LeBron was guarding him and he did like a straight up fadeaway over him on the baseline. And I was just like, yo, like that's not a rookie. That did not yeah. look like a rookie, you know, not a his game is just more mature. And I think it's interesting yeah. having a larger question maybe about these guys who play one season when they're 18 years old in college and immediately jump yeah. ship like almost none of them are ready to play against grown men in the nba yeah, yeah. and this guy stayed <laughs> for several years and call he's 22 it's a i mean yeah. literally mm -hmm. we're talking three to four years just different like dudes bodies you know it's hard to it's hard to put muscle on when you're a fucking teenager like yeah. it's just <laughs> it is really different and he's yeah he's just more ready and it shows. It really, really shows. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's six six, two hundred and twenty five pounds. Like that's that's grown man basketball right there. And it kills me. Yeah. I'm giving him props because he got picked. It was either right after or two picks after the Lakers, and yeah. I'm just like mother effort. Like how <laughs> yeah. how and to be fair, the Lakers are actually their scouting department is probably top five in the league. I mean, they have been incredible at finding guys kind of in that like mid, mid first round to mid second round. They've had a lot of good players who have just really improved throughout their time in the league. But that one burns. Yeah. That one burns a little bit for, for <laughs> Lakers fans right now, seeing him be so good. And he was just, he was right there. All we had to do was say his name. Yeah. He was, right, he was there. right there around the corner. He was right there. Yeah. Uh uh, Steven, um, let's do shout outs, bro. Um, I got to yeah. run real quick. Like, I'm sorry. No, no problem. You're good. You're good. We're all good. This thing, remember, we're down to 4.9 on Apple. <laughs> it's not meant to be perfect. We're going to find, we're going to find who did that. Who gave us a, a four and they are well, shunned. Like my the shout out of the week. Is, uh, my shout out of the week is to Suns Fanatics. Shout out to her. Um, keep spreading those positive, positive vibes. True. What you got? Um, I want to shout out two people, uh, Dallas Maps Threads and nice. Colby MFFL. Um, Dallas Maps Threads is actually him and I, we are unofficially, officially the first NBA Threads meetup. We actually met in person at a Maps game. I remember um, that. So I want to shout him out for that. So, yeah. <laughs> Feels like a lifetime Breaking ago ground. that I saw nice. that photo. God, NBA season yeah. is long. Uh, my shout out real quick is to Tanya. Uh, Love her. Shout she brings such good vibes to the community and has been really fun to get to know and um, just chat with. And, you know, she uh, expressed having like a hard week. Um, she's a single mm -hmm. mom and just kind of had a vulnerable post with all of us recently. And look, I'm, I'm a dad, but I'm not a single dad. I have a great partner who, um, I get to do life with and 
uh, I just have no idea how hard, you know, it's already so hard being a parent as it is. And so yeah. shout out to her. You are super mom. We love you. Thank you for contributing in the ways that you do. And, um, yeah. All right. Thank y'all so much for listening and tuning in. This has been the NBA thread show. We'll talk to you soon.